32nd chapter, may I direct your attention to the second verse. The book of Isaiah, the 32nd chapter and the second verse. Brother Nathaniel, if you'll turn to Psalm 46 and 1, we'd appreciate it. Get ready to read that. Brother Tyler, Matthew 14 and 32. It's good to see all of you here, and it's going to be good to see Brother Jacob's family tonight if they're able to make it. But we're so thankful that they came down to check on their dad. Amen. All right. Brother Nathaniel, would you read Psalm 46 and 1? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Amen. Remember that scripture verse. Brother Tyler, how about reading Matthew 14 and 32? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Remember that. When they had come into the ship, the wind ceased. They needed a hideout. Let's stand to read our text this morning, Isaiah 32 and 2. And a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. What stood out to me this week? was that a man shall be as in hiding place from the wind. Heavenly Father, we love and we praise you. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me to preach. Set a guard in my lips. Help me to say only the things you would have me to say, nothing more or less. Anoint the ears of this thy people that they might hear what the Spirit saith unto the church this morning through your word only. We pray, God, that you would help us to be doers of this word and not hearers only. Lord, let us receive it, I pray, in the name of Jesus. May we depart this place joyfully and not sorrowfully. In Jesus' name, amen. Our text is found in the Old Testament book, Isaiah. The title in the first verse reveals the name of its author. His name is Isaiah. My son, Samuel, his middle name is Isaiah. And this name means salvation. This was a prophet that was known to be long-winded. He had a lot to say. This prophet ministered unto God's people. And he also had some things to say about the other nations that were pagan nations. But specifically, his ministry focused upon the people of Jerusalem and Judah. And he was a man that was blessed to preach to a lot of people in his ministry spanned throughout the reigns of four kings of Judah. Some scholars say that his ministry lasted 40 years, while other scholars believe his ministry lasted for at least 60 years. I'm one of those of that persuasion that believes that his ministry lasted for 60 years. He was a very, very on-point preacher. He didn't sugarcoat things. He preached to the people and told them just exactly what he had received from his prayer closet. And he knew that these people had a need, that there was a crisis on hand, that judgment was pending. And I know there's a lot of preachers right now, especially in these United States of America, trying to give people false hope and they're looking for the best in a bad situation. But let's look at this from a historical perspective and you'll see that God sent the right man to these people at the right time. He was the man of the hour. 
His name means salvation. I'll say again. But these people were in trouble. Their futures looked bleak. In fact, national security had been compromised. And Jewish nationals had been carried into captivity. Why? Because they had turned their backs on the Lord. We believe the Bible above all other resources. We believe in the word of God. We believe it's the infallible word of God. And this blessed book says the nation that forsakes God shall be turned into hell. I want to remind us, America is not God's favorite little snotty-nosed brat that's not going to reap for what they've sowed, that's not going to suffer the consequences of their own actions. Every action has a reaction. And we believe that our national security has been compromised. And we, like the Jewish nationals, could very well be carried into captivity physically. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, we have been carried into captivity. We're being held by our captors spiritually. Why? Because this nation has turned its back on the Lord. These people that founded this nation upon the precepts of the Lord. These people like these Jewish nationals that had been given so much. The Bible said they that have been given much, much shall be required. There is much required of this nation who has touted the Bible as their law book. Who has used the Bible as their guide. Those that have turned their back on the teachings of the word of God. These people had turned their back on God unto other things. And these other things, these other gods, these other nations were unable to protect them. The Assyrians are dominating them. Does it sound familiar? Could we be dominated by the Russians and the Chinese? These are God's specially anointed people. God's chosen people. They've been dominated by the Assyrians. They're soon to be dominated by the Babylonians. Isaiah gives them, I believe it's some 39 chapters or so, nothing but judgment that is coming. Yes, at the end, some 27 chapters, he gives them messages of hope and salvation, but they cannot escape the judgment. The Bible said that judgment must begin in the house of the Lord. Also, judgment must begin in this nation of America. These people have slowly but surely been taken over by their enemies. People in authority had sold them out. People in authority had made bad decisions for that nation. These decisions caused these people to be adversely affected. Yes, the people within this beloved nation. What they needed was a hideout. We find here in Isaiah 32 and 2 that Isaiah, whose name means salvation, is telling them there is a hideout. Our nation is in a dark situation as this nation of Israel was in. As Peter was in, as our brother read a little while ago, as soon as he was received into the ship, there was a great calm. As the psalmist was in, as our brother read a little while ago, that God is a refuge and strength, a present help in the time of trouble. What is a hiding place? What is a hideout? 
It's a place of refuge, retreat, or concealment. I remember when I was a little boy, I had something that I called my hideout. I want to preach this morning a sermon that the, the Holy Ghost has titled, My Hiding Place. Brother Chip Roy is here for his first service this year. As soon as I shook his hand, he said, I'm ready to be here for a while because I don't know what's going to happen. The very first words that he spoke to me as we embraced and shook hands, not practicing social distancing as brothers in Christ, he spoke words of confirmation of what I am preaching this morning. These words might not be altogether what you want to hear, but it is what you need to hear. We can find a hideout in the house of the Lord. The Bible said the name of the Lord itself is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. I appreciate the Holy Ghost this morning and the way that God is dealing with us and helping us right here in this very service. You see, these people, these Israelites, were the people of the Lord, and so they had a long list of promises that they received from the Lord. It is true that the promises of the Lord are yea and amen, but God controls when you receive those promises. Sometimes they're divine delay. We know they're all by divine appointment. But there are those times that God has to delay giving us those promises because we can't receive those promises with unholy hands. The Bible talked about lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. We've got to receive these promises, these exceeding great precious promises into holy minds, into holy lives, families, a holy nation. This nation had left the holiness of God. They had forsaken their separation from other pagan nations. They wanted to merge. They wanted to blend in. They wanted to fit in with other nations. You see, this prophet had the responsibility of pushing a reset button in the minds of these people and preparing them for the horrible things that were forthcoming. Whether it was judgment or persecution, there had to be preparation made. Also, he gave them the promise of salvation if they would do what they knew to do. The Bible talked about people knowing what to do and not doing it. It said they are sinners, those that do such things. It's God's duty to prepare a man. It's God's duty to prepare a bride. It's God's duty to prepare a church. It's a man's duty or a pastor's responsibility not to deliver false hope, but to preach the truth. Isaiah knew exactly when these people would experience these horrible things in the very near future. Just like we don't know the day or the hour of the coming of the Lord, but we do since the time of His coming is upon us. This prophet knew there is something in the air. There is something amiss. In other words, there is a storm looming on the horizon. And I see mysterious winds on the horizon. I'm able to discern the face of the sky. And I realize that God's people is in a bleak situation. How many of you know that we can sense right here this morning that America the Great, America the Beautiful, has become 
become America the pitiful. Where can we go in this country? Where can we hide out in this country? In the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of the judgments of God, where can we go? I tell you, a good place to go, to go into the house of the Lord, to become part of the family of God, to give your heart to Jesus, to become the child of God. Isaiah was able to speak words of comfort to God's people, the remnant of Israel, those that were going to face things because they simply lived in the midst of a disobedient people. How many godly women have you known that have served God, but their children have been hands, and they've done everything they could to direct them in the paths of God, to point them in the ways of God, to live an example before them, only to find them men becoming drug dealers, them women becoming women of ill reputation, them finding themselves to be lawless, and that mother suffers. The law shows up at her house. Sometimes the law fires shots in her front yard because of her children being criminals. And I'm going to tell you something. We want to hide in some kind of security blanket as the people of God. We want to put our head in the sand and pretend like there is not trouble on the horizon. But I feel like there is trouble on the horizon. And we need to properly prepare and plan for the things that are forthcoming to this generation. We cannot afford to play games with God. We cannot afford to backslide. We cannot afford to drag on behind. You see, the Lord can't sin. And the Lord does not want His people to sin. The Lord can't compromise. The Lord can't condone sin. The Lord can't bless sinful people. We sing the song, God bless America. How can God bless sinners? I know that it rains on the sinner and the righteous every day. It rains on the just and the unjust every day. The blessings of the Lord upon the just and the unjust are namely these things. The sun rises up and the sun sets. Every day that you live, whether you're a sinner or a saint, you've got the breath of God in your body. You've got good health. You've got work opportunities. You've got a roof over your head and shoes on your feet. But you can't expect to be blessed above all other nations unless you are a nation that fears and serves God. Oh, come on now, feel the Holy Ghost. This nation was a disobedient nation that committed sin against God, against His Word. Let's move on. Not only does Isaiah preach a pending judgment, he preaches the hope of this nation. As long as they have godly sorrow, as long as they repent and turn from their wickedness, then God can heal their land. Again, yes, the promises of the Lord are yea and amen, but how soon you receive them depends upon when you're ready. Are you ready? How many people just want to escape captivity? They just want to escape the hands of their captors. 
How many people want to avoid the punishment pending? I'm sick of how many holiness Pentecostal preachers have forwarded messages in total absolute denial of what is really going on in this country. You've got to recognize your sin. It's the same message that we preach to the sinner. You've got to acknowledge it's the ABC of the salvation plan. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. You've got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you've got to confess your sin. And we know the rest of that is turn away from your sin. It seems like we have become like most so-called Christians out there. We just refuse to accept that we're in perilous times. We refuse to acknowledge that we're in a dark situation. Listen, Bonnie and Clyde, Bonnie and Clyde had a getaway in Joplin, Missouri. It was known as the garage getaway. They would they would commit their heinous acts, their crimes, and they would go into Joplin, Missouri, and they would party and play cards all night long, escaping the law. But can I tell you that it's no way whatsoever outside of Jesus Christ to escape the wrath and the damnation to any people or nation coming from the hand of God. I feel like even this morning I can detect that there's some sin in some people's lives. I can tell we're not shouting the way we ought to be shouting. We're not being restored the way we ought to be restored. There should be a spiritual renewal going on. A personal revival going on. But people aren't really listening to what God is trying to say. They're not discerning the signs of the time. They're not recognizing that the day of the Lord for this country is upon us. I'm for speaking on great things. I'm for speaking on great things. But I'm also not for being lied to. When I was a sinner, I didn't want anybody lying to me. I didn't want anybody promising me an orange and giving me a serpent. I didn't want to be disappointed. Amen? There's a brown dog that keeps coming into my yard. And he likes my female lamb. And we've already had one batch of puppies from this old black, this brown tan dog. And that dog is so smart that that dog has learned where his hideout is. And his hideout is within one foot of this house that's not too far from my house and from his hideout, his lair of sorts. He can look at what's going on at the master's house of that black lamb. And he can see my going out, my coming in. And he can see when I leave my house and he comes over and makes it his house. But you know, I can't go over there and shoot him down because he is staying close to somebody else's property. And he realizes there is safety and security on that piece of property. And saints of God, if you don't have sin in your life, I would like to preach to you this morning and encourage you. Look at our text again. The Bible said, and a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind. A man shall be as a hiding place from the wind. It sounds to me like the winds are blowing strong upon the nation of Israel. 
God has used the man to declare it. God's used the man. His voice is the alarm sounding before this wind has come. You listen, anytime something happens to a nation or to a family or a people or a church, it can never be said that God did not send forth an alarm. That God did not have somebody blow the trumpet. That there was not a distinction of sound. And that sound let somebody know there was trouble on the horizon. It was not the year of Jubilee. It was not the trumpet sounding that victory was theirs. It was you better pay attention. You better pick your head up and look around and realize there are people all around you paying for their sin. There's people in your neighborhood, in your county, in your state, in your nation paying for their sin. That idol they had out in the backyard. They're paying for that. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. The Bible said, how can they hear without the preacher? How can that preacher preach unless it be sent by God? We know that the Bible tells us that there were some prophets that came and prophesied to a king only good things. After they were done talking about all these good things that were going to happen. He said, is there not a true prophet of God almighty in the house that will really tell me what is going on? I want to tell us at the Bethel Holiness Church, a diligent study of the book of Isaiah will give us an awareness of what is going on in America. Listen to me again. You won't pay attention. You won't read it. But a diligent study, a careful reading of the book of Isaiah, just like Donald Trump telling those people, you're not listening, you're not getting it, you're not understanding it. God's trying to do something huge. God's trying to use a man as a man. That man shall be as a hiding place. God rose up Donald Trump to be as a hiding place. But America did not repent. America has not turned from her sin. Oh, God tried to give us a hiding place. Oh, what a strong personality. God gave us somebody that would stand against the opposition. Somebody that stood tall in the midst of the wind. Are you listening? I'm telling you, a careful study, a daily reading of the book of Isaiah will be a perfect parallel to what is going on in this country. Amen. I know we're God's little favorites that danced around the altar. So we think, we prayed, we spoke in tongues, and, and we just increased with goods and have need of nothing. Well, the crickets are preaching, aren't they? I understand that. I know. I hope none of y'all just missed what I just said in them last two or three minutes. And a man shall be a hiding place from the wind. It sounds like the wind is blowing. Can you hear? What's going on? Where'd that come from? Well, my house ain't being blown down yet. But what about that little feeder band that you just felt come through America? What about that mysterious current that you felt dragging us away from God? The alarm has sounded. The preacher has preached. The country has regarded. Or they have disregarded. But never 
ample time to prepare for what was coming. We know that Noah prepared an ark named Salvation. How do you know what it's named? Because the Bible said he prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Only eight souls escaped the damnation and the destructive forces that was coming upon that land because only eight souls really believed in the judgment of God Almighty. Only eight souls really believed that it was necessary to have a hiding place from the storm. What can the wind mean to this nation? It can mean the wrath of God. This is why I refuse to close our church down. This is why I refuse to disassemble. This is why we'll never not gather in the house of God. If God's church is going to make it and the gates of hell won't prevail against it, we've got to let the church be the church. I don't care what the professionals in the medical field say about what's safe and what's not safe. God said there's safety in the counsel of many. There is comfort mentally for the gathering of God's people. There is national security available when at least two or three get together in the name of the Lord. When Abraham began to barter with God concerning the destructive forces coming against Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, if I can find 50 righteous, would you spare the city? The Lord said, I'll spare it. If I find 40, will you spare it? Yes. It goes on down. If I find 10 righteous. Listen, Noah could only find 8. And God and Abraham could find 10. Nevertheless, the wrath came down. Was there not a hiding place? I'm preaching on my hiding place. You can do whatever you want to do. You can seek out security wherever you want to seek out security. But as for me, I found my hiding place in the house of God. Among the people of God. It is a necessity in my life. Why are people losing their minds? Why are people going crazy in these perilous times? Because they don't have God at the top of their priority list. They don't have faithful church attendance at the top of their priority list. Already this morning, God has given us strength as we look at the testimonies of those from the nation of Israel. How the judgment came. How the remnant was preserved. I do feel like there is going to be a preservation of the remnant, Brother Roy. I am a rapture man. I do believe in this United States of America that we will be persecuted. I do feel like we might suffer some, but I feel like we'll escape the wrath of Almighty God. I can't imagine what's going to go on in the minds of people that put God on the sidelines. That put God on the sidelines. I need to say that again. That put God on the sidelines. I don't need God on the sidelines. I gotta seek Him out while He may be found. I'm gonna call upon Him while He is near. I need a hideout. Yeah. 
Can you hear the winds blowing in this country? Oh, God. The sword of the Syrians, the sword of the Babylonians would rip open the stomachs of those who called themselves God's people. Why? Because of their sin. But they had ample time to prepare. Watchmen, what of the night? Watchmen, what of the night? I'll tell you what I see in the night. I see mysterious clouds. I see dust clouds. I see mysterious winds on the horizon. Jesus is the hiding place. Our Father has provided a refuge. Our brother read it a little while ago. Psalm 46 and 1 says, Our God is a refuge and strength. Psalm 46 and 2 says, Therefore will not we fear. What are to be feared among unbelievers? The first one he lists is the earth being removed. Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea is the second one. The third one, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. The fourth one, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. This could be the consequences of nuclear warfare. The consequences for the Roy of civil war. This could be the consequences of people's sins. Though the waters therefore roar and be troubled. What causes the uprising and the downgoing of the waters? The wind does. Matthew 14 and 24 says, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea tossed with the waves. I know we're in the old ship of Zion. These brothers just sing a song not knowing what I was going to preach on this morning titled the old gospel ship but just because you're the child of God and you're sitting in the boat God told you to be does not mean you're not going to experience those effects of the wind it's time that we stop preaching a false hope and we preach national repentance They're in God's ship. Jesus told them, depart. Go to the other side. They're in God's ship. They're making their way to the other side. Just like we're making our way to the other side. But the waters are troubled. The waters are roaring. What the Bible calls the wind is alarming to me. It's a country, contrary wind. This wind produced much damage if unharnessed. This wind produced a destructiveness if unharnessed. Hey, come on, this wind can produce damage. It's devastating and it's capable of destroying lives. But what does this ship represent? It represents lives within the family of God. It represents families within the house of God. It represents the nation that fears God. The Bible
Bible says the sailors were in the ship. But Jesus was on the land alone. We don't need Jesus at a distance from us. We don't need to keep Jesus 10 miles away from us. Neither do we need to keep him at arm's length. We need to get in that hideout. We need to get in that hiding place. We need to get in that refuge. I'm preaching to you. These people were in the center of God's will. But they found themselves toiling. They found themselves rowing. It's going to be a struggle to get through this storm. It's going to be some rowing involved to make it. You can't just sit there and not fight. You can't just sit there and not row. If you do, you'll be caught in a whirlpool of confusion and emotions. Your ship will spin out of control. You don't have to spin out of control emotionally or spiritually. You can anchor your soul in Jesus. I'm telling you, there is a hideout nearby. There is a refuge nearby. But in this process, we as patriots will be resisting this force naturally. We'll do whatever we have to do to protect ourselves from tyranny of government. We'll use whatever force is necessary to protect ourselves and our families. They will pry our fingers off our weapons after we are dead. We will actively resist. As far as the church militant goes, we will still have church. We will conduct services either above ground or underground. We will rely totally upon the Holy Ghost. It is the only active resistance against the blood tides that come from the gate of hell. When he said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What was happening to Noah and them eight souls above aboard the ark salvation? What was happening uh, to the disciples aboard that ship salvation? The floodgates had been unleashed. It was nothing but the devil and the wrath of God. Hey, I'm preaching to us right here this morning. You've got to be looking for a hideout. You've got to get in that hideout. It's not that the hideout is not there. The Bible said about the fourth watch of the night, then came Jesus. If we'll not be weary and well-doing, we're going to reap in due season. God's not going to let the righteous people go down with the unrighteous. God's not going to let the holy people be mixed up in the confusion with the unholy people. God's going to preserve the remnant. Isaiah gave them messages of hope and salvation, Brother Roy, letting them know. But then came Jesus at the fourth watch of the night. Then the hideout begins to come into view. How many of you know that ark came to rest? And amen, amen. There was an olive branch of peace that manifested. There was peace made between God and mankind. And there in that ship.
ship. There was an olive branch extended. Jesus Christ told Peter, just come on in to this hiding place. The Bible said the other brothers had thought it was a spirit walking on the water. Can I tell us anytime God begins to move like he's doing this morning, God moves in your life in them dark situations. There ain't no spirit of hell can walk on the waters that are uprising in your life. I'm telling you, God is on the scene to help the beloved children of God. There's going to be help. There's going to be a refuge for the redneck. I said a little while ago, Brother Chip Roy didn't know what I was going to preach on, but he said, I'm here to hide out for a while. You know, there's been some people that have drank at other men's wells because they could depend on that man. There's been some that have fed in other man's pastures because they could depend on that man. The Bible said to hire and please when the wolf comes. In hard times and difficult situations, it don't matter where I'm living, what my abode is. If it's a tent like the homeless man has up the road, as long as I'm within the reach of Jesus, as long as I'm in the center of God's will, I don't care about where I lay my head down at night. Miss Noah had nothing but what seemed to be an unstable, uncertain ship. That's all the apostles had, what seemed to be a moving ship. Oh, come on. But there was the hideout nearby. I can sense Jesus' presence as he draws near the church. I feel like church God's going to do something mighty For the people of God In the midst of all this calamity And out of this hideout is Be of good cheer Come into me Be of good cheer Noah Come down with thy family Into the ark Open that door and close it Noah It's time Come down and my family into the ark. Hey, oh, I feel the shout in this house. Brother Roy, one of these days, me and you might be sitting at cactus bakes like we're going to be doing here in just a minute. And Brother Chip Dip will be eating the cheese dip, right? And we'll be right there, Brother Roy, dipping our chips and some cheese dip. But then we hear that trumpet. And the Lord calls us, come out of them people. Come away from my wrath. Come away from that destructive wind. Come away from them formidable forces. Come away, my fair one. I'm here to receive you unto myself and to protect you. I tried to draw Israel under my wing as a mother hen would her brood, but she would not. But there's going to be children of God. When he spreads his wing on that day, they're going to gather in the safety net of his wings. I'm preaching here this morning. Be of good cheer and do not be afraid. Let's stand right here. Peter said, Lord, if it be a thou, bid me to come to you on the water. Right in the middle of the wind, Brother Sterrett. In the middle of the waves. In the rainy time. In hopeless situation. Just come to the hideout. When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And the Bible said, as soon as Peter put his eyes again upon the wind... 
As long as he kept his eyes off the wind. Are y'all getting this? A man shall be as in hiding place from the wind. The Bible said as soon as he looked again, Brother Jeremiah, at that boisterous wind, he began to sink. I'm not looking at the wind. I'm looking at Jesus. The Bible said, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Now y'all get this. The Holy Ghost gave me this message this morning. And I'm just going to be short this morning. The Bible said, and when he got into the ship, the wind ceased. When it got into the ship, the wind ceased. So when the sinners that are being tossed and driven on the seas of this life during these perilous times, if they'll just get up here in this ship we're in, they're going to be able to bear it just like you're bearing it. When they get in that hideout, Brother Nathaniel, run over here to this hideout. Open that door real quick. It's loud out here. But look at here. Brother Nathaniel just got in his hideout. And Noah and Sister Noah and the boys and their wives, when God shut that door, I'm going to tell you, church, we don't fear. We don't fear. Our God rides on the waves. Our God rides on the wings of the wind. Let old brother Nathaniel out. But you know in that hideout, you're safe and secure. In that hideout, it's impenetrable. Amen. Let's bow our heads right here this morning. It's impenetrable. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. And a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind and a covert from the storm, a place of refuge, a place of concealment, a retreat. Pablo Escobar couldn't hide long enough. Al Capone couldn't hide long enough. Ma Barker had a place in Florida I read about her years ago. She couldn't hide her gang long enough. But our God can hide us. You know where he hides us? In the palm of his hand. I thank God for the way the Holy Ghost moved in here 20 minutes ago. And I thank God for what he's doing right now. If you're here this morning and you need to pray, would you just come on into this altar right now as there's liberty and as the Holy Ghost is moving. If you're unsaved and you need a Savior, come on in here. If you're saved and you just need peace of mind, come on to this altar. I want you to pray as long as you need to pray. I'm entering this place of salvation. I'm entering this ark of safety.
Lord Jesus, I know that there is bad news on every corner. My Lord and my God, my hiding place. My hiding place. When the Babylonian chariots are rolling into town, my hiding place. And a man, that's Jesus. A hiding place from the wind. When the Assyrian warriors are knocking on our doors, my hiding place. My hiding place. When the winds of this world are blowing strong, Jesus will help me. Though the storm clouds gather, he's standing right by my side when I hear the thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble when the winds of this world Sinner friend, your only hope is to get in this hiding place. Saving God, our only hope is to remain in this hiding place. We won't make it out there in this world. The winds are blowing too strong for us. You won't make it out there, Noah. You have to stay in the ark. Peter, stay in the ship. Stay in the ship. Stay in the boat. Jesus is here this morning to help somebody to pull you into the ark of safety to pull you into a hideout there was no way that I could see sing it let's pray church oh I feel the Holy Ghost in this house amen Ring out the fire. 
Oh, Satan had all 